Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. We're going to continue in our series on hunger, and I'll see if I can get this one right. Does that sound good? Um, and this morning, as Pastor Charles already alluded to, today is the day of Pentecost, and so obviously this morning we're going to talk about hungering after the Spirit, hungering after the Spirit of God, hungering after the Holy Spirit, and desiring more intimacy with Him and being full with the Spirit of God. And so this morning, I want just to read to you from Joel 2, 28. It's the prophetic word of the Holy Spirit. And I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. What I love about this promise of God is it includes everybody. There is no separation. This isn't for just some people. This isn't for uh, one age bracket. This isn't for one gender. This is for everybody. In here, I will pour out my spirit on all people. First off, that should give it away. All people. All. All people. And just to clarify, then, your sons and daughters will prophesy. How many sons and daughters do I have in the room? Just want you to be aware you are a son or a daughter, just everybody. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Any old, I'm just teasing. Your young men will see visions. I love this because every one of us will prophesy. Do you know what that tells you? Just so you're aware. If it means that you're going to prophesy, it also means that you hear from the Lord. You hear from the Lord. Every one of you in this room, you have the opportunity to hear the voice of God, to speak to you, to prompt you. Now, when I say speak to you, there are some people that have heard God's voice audibly, but most times it's a, it's a check inside, it's an understanding, it's a prompting, it's this new idea that comes into your mind, into your heart. For me, most of the time, it's an idea that's way too smart for me to think of, and it's just like, yep, that's God. And so there's moments or fresh revelation where you're like, I didn't see that before. So you know the Spirit is speaking to you. And so for all the older men in the room that like to nap and dream, it's a God-given gift. <laughs> so when you fall asleep this afternoon and your wife says, are you sleeping again? You say, I'm just wanting to hear from the Spirit. That's what Pastor Chad said. <laughs> And your young men will see visions. So for all the young people in the room that are, you know, told they daydream too much, maybe you're just walking in the spirit. We will prophesy, we will dream, and we will see visions. Too often, I believe that even there are visions, which I sometimes classify as just daydreaming. Um, sometimes we, we just kind of chuck them aside. Sometimes you wake up from a dream and you're like, well, that was weird, but you, you throw it aside and we forget that this is how God speaks to us. So there's moments that some of your dreams might have been bad pizza, 
But some of your dreams could be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It may seem weird, but when, do you, when was the last time you woke up from what you would classify as a weird dream or a different dream, and you took the moment just to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, are you speaking to me? Is there something about this dream that you're trying to tell me? And then write it down, make notes, follow along. See, when we read about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, especially in the Old Testament, the primary image that they use to, that is connected with the Holy Spirit is water. Water. Water is referred to so many times in the, in the, New, in the Old Testament referring to the Holy Spirit. We'll see this in Psalm 72, 6. It says, He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like a showers that water the earth. Hosea 6, 3 says, He will come to us like rain, like the spring rains, he will water the earth. Now, we've had a lot of spring rain. But it's just envisioning how many times that you just need the Lord just to water you, to pour the Holy Spirit over you. Because how many of you have ever felt like you're a dry ground? You're just dry. You almost feel like you're cracking. You're so dry. When was the last time you sensed the Holy Spirit in your life? The moment just to receive and to soak him in. Isaiah 44, 3 says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Are you thirsty? Because see, he will pour out his spirit. But it's interesting, it says he will pour out his spirit, he'll pour out water on him who is thirsty. See, maybe we don't experience the Holy Spirit all the time because we're just not thirsty. Are there times in our lives where we, where we fill ourselves with other things so we don't thirst for the Lord because we just have other things going on? I don't know about you, but life can get busy. Life can get full. Life can get so full you mix up when the game's on. <laughs> Honestly, I would have been at City Square tonight by myself. But we get so busy, do we miss the Holy Spirit? Do we miss the understanding of how much we can receive of the Holy Spirit? I once heard an illustration that so many times the reason we don't feel God the way we used to feel God is because we've tasted so little that we adjust our appetite. And so you continue to go into a bakery, and the bakery is full of bread all over the shelves. Bread, uh, sticky buns, those are amazing. Donuts. Honey dip donuts. <laughs> honey cooler donuts, those are the best. And you walk into these places, getting thumbs up on that one. Yeah, see, people are sensitive to the spirit already. So you walk into these places, and all of a sudden, you go in one day, and there's only a couple honey coolers, there's only a few loaves of bread, and there's only a couple honey dipped donuts, and the rest don't matter, um, except the Boston cream, but that's not going to happen. I was being honest. I was cheering him on. See, he gets it. There's a good, just because you don't get the joke, you can't boo the joke, Okay. 
But you get so used to, all of a sudden there's less. And the next time you come in, there's only one each. And then the next time you come in, there's really just crumbs. But you've adjusted your diet so you don't even notice. And then you get so full on one piece of bread that you forget what a loaf tastes like. And then it gets down to where you're just eating crumbs and you're like, oh, these crumbs are so delicious. But we forget what it was like to take a fresh loaf of bread out of the oven, slice it, covered in butter, <laughs> Nutella, and eat it. And we forget what it's like to receive the fullness of God. And we're so used to just a little bit that we'll walk out of church on a little bit and be like, man, the presence of God was so good. But we forget what it was like with the fullness. The fullness of God. When I read through the Bible and I see when the Holy Spirit was poured out and what happened to those individuals, there's a fullness of God that we're missing. There's a fullness of God that we've forgotten about. See, it's interesting that when you read through the Bible, and you read through especially the prophetic books of the Bible in the Old Testament, that no matter what the problem the people had, the answer for them was water. The answer for them was the Holy Spirit. In many times in our situations where we struggle in life, the tough, tough moments that we're in, the answer for us is the Holy Spirit. The answer for us is God. Now, don't misunderstand me. There's certain things that we can do on common sense. There's certain things that we can do to change our past a little bit. As I talk about, you know, the home-cooked bread and the Nutella and the butter and all that kind of stuff. If one of my prayers is to lose weight, I've got to eat less homemade bread with Nutella. I can pray all I want, but God doesn't automatically subtract calories out of the cheesecake. Trust me, I've asked. <laughs> so there's moments where there's times in our lives that, yes, we can make our own choices, but then there's also moments where we need the Holy Spirit. So many moments where we need wisdom. So many moments we need the Holy Spirit's strength. For some of you, you might be like me. You need the Holy Spirit's strength not to eat that Nutella. Some of us, it's, we need to ask the Holy Spirit. We try to solve things on our own, and what we don't realize is when we read in Scripture so many times, the Israelites, when they needed help, it was God. They needed God. And we try to solve things on our own when we just need his power more every day. I don't know about you, but if I don't have the Holy Spirit power in my life every day, my old self likes to show up all the time. And I don't know about you, but my old self isn't pretty. This ain't much better, I get it. But it ain't pretty. There are moments where if we don't have that power. See, Acts 1.8 says this. This is Jesus speaking himself. He says, you will see, receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They didn't receive the power just to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is the evidence that they received the power, but I want to be very clear, that wasn't the purpose of it. See, the purpose of us receiving the Holy Spirit is that we will be his witnesses. 
to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth. See, there's too many of us that receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We might speak in tongues, but we have no power. The power is for us to share the gospel. The power is for us to be a light. We're supposed to go into all the world, into Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. You're supposed to go into your community, into your workplace. You're supposed to go into Stratford, into Ontario, into Canada, into the world. This is what it looked like for them. Receive power, not just to put on a badge that says, I'm Pentecostal, I speak in tongues. It's to empower us to be witnesses, to share the gospel, to preach and teach and to love on people, to welcome them into the family of God. Because again, that person who you might think of and go, I can't really hang out with them. They're not really godly. Without the Holy Spirit in my life, that's probably me. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, it's probably you. The only difference is we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we read earlier, the Holy Spirit is for everyone. So much so that it shocked the apostles. If we read in Acts 10, 44 to 48, it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who, came, who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them a few days. Notice how shocked Peter is. The believers that were with them were astonished. Astonished that the Holy Spirit poured out on the Gentiles. Us. All of us. They were so shocked that in the following chapter, this is in chapter 10, if you read into chapter 11, they all go together. If you read in chapter 11 at the beginning from Acts 11, 1 to 18, it explains the whole situation where the other believers found out what happened and they pull Peter in. And they basically say to him, what did you do? And he explains the situation. He's like, hold on a second. I want to clarify real quickly that I did absolutely nothing. I showed up. I didn't even want to go. But God showed me this dream, and I said no, and then God said yes. So I didn't argue with God, and I went. And I, While I was teaching, they interrupted me. And they began to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit came on them just as he came on us. It's interesting that in Acts 11, Peter connects the dots that for the Gentiles, it was the same situation as the day of Pentecost when it poured out on the disciples in the upper room. So for me to connect the dots, it didn't end with the apostles. Because the Holy Spirit poured out on others then. So why wouldn't he pour out today? On us. A bunch of Gentiles. 
He still pours out his spirit. He still baptizes people in the Holy Spirit. He still empowers all of us. And it was a gift from God. That's what I love. Peter didn't even realize it when he was saying it, but he said, I did nothing. Do you realize that this is so much a gift from God that you can receive it anytime, anywhere? Because it's the Holy Spirit. It's not the person praying for you. It's not a certain atmosphere. The Holy Spirit can move on you anytime, anywhere. I know of so many people that were praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and seeking for it in so many different services, and all of a sudden they woke up in the middle of the night and were speaking in tongues. The question is, are you seeking after it? Are you hungry for it? Because the scripture earlier said he will pour out his spirit on those who are thirsty. And here's the cool part about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself said every one of us needs it. Every one of us. Jesus says in John 16, 7, he says this, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Amplified Bible version, it says it this way. But I tell you, there it is. But I tell you the truth. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in a close fellowship with you. It is for your advantage, it's for your good, that the Son of God leaves so that he can send to each and every one of us the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. I don't know about you, but how many of you on a daily basis need a helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby? I don't know about you, but I need every one of those every day, every moment of the day. There's so many moments where I need to be strengthened. I need to be comforted. I need somebody advocating for me. I need somebody intercessing for me. I need a counselor to help me. This is what the Holy Spirit is here for, to be all of these things to us. It is better for him to go. If Jesus is saying this, how, much, how important is it for us to have the Holy Spirit? How important is it for us to seek the Holy Spirit? And how important is it for us to spend time with him, as it says, in close fellowship with him? Close fellowship. If this is what Jesus said, I better be doing it. I better be seeking after him. Now, see, the misunderstanding is this. So many times we talk about seeking after him as we desire about getting close to him. Many of us go, well, Chad, don't we receive the Holy Spirit when we ask Jesus into our life? Yes and no. Yes, we receive the Holy Spirit, but there's more. There's more. See, here's the interesting thing. Jesus, in John 20, 21, says this. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. This is when he's about to send the disciples out. 
And with that, he breathed on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So in John 20, they received the Holy Spirit. We see this is very clear. And then interesting enough, as Jesus dies, is resurrected from the grave, he comes back and says to them in Acts 1, we read it already, you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and to Judea and to Samaria and the ends of the earth. So the disciples had already received the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit hadn't come upon them yet. So you receive the Holy Spirit, but then there's more. The Holy Spirit is in you. And that's why we can see people operating in giftings and we're like, well, I'm just confused. The gifting is in you. And when you connect yourself and get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get empowered. I always think of it this way. When I receive the Holy Spirit, I receive an axe and I can cut things down and I can work through things and I can cut a path that God wants me to cut. And then all of a sudden when I and receive the baptismal Holy Spirit, God takes the axe away and hands me a chainsaw. So what already is in me is elevated. Whatever you can do already, you can do at another level. If you are gifted in hospitality, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, it goes to another level. You have a bigger influence. With the power of the Holy Spirit, things change in your life. It increases by being filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive the complete power. So much so that this is what Jesus says to them. This is how much he knew that they needed it. Even after breathing it on him, Jesus says in Acts 1 verse 4, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised you, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He tells them, wait, wait, do not leave. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I've talked about this before with you. This is where I think as a disciple, I would have got frustrated. When somebody says to me, just wait a few minutes, that's three minutes. I'm giving you three minutes. You can have a few cookies. It's three, not two. That's a couple. When I say a few, that's three. I know this because I always try to get to a few. <laughs> so when Jesus says, wait a few days, in a few days, personally, I'm waiting three. Ten days later, the Holy Spirit came. Ten days later, they had to wait. 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 But do not leave. See, some of them left. Some of them left. He says, do not leave. You don't want to miss this. And then Acts 2 happens, and the Holy Spirit comes like a rushing wind. Tongues of fire show up on their heads. And they begin to speak in other languages. The Spirit of God hit them so hard that people thought they were drunk. Peter's explanation is, no, it's nine in the morning. And then he quotes Joel. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
I believe the power of God will still come on people. And that's when you, if you see people fall over, it's just because that's how they respond when the Holy Spirit hits them. When, when power hits somebody's body, we all respond differently. Perfect example for that would be to get like five guys up here in a fork and let us all stick it in an outlet. But since it's probably not a great idea, we won't do that. But every one of us knows this morning, if, every, if, there's, if you grab five different people and they got a little electrocuted, they'll all respond differently. Some people just jump back and stand still. Some people let out a little shout. And then we have some people that dance a lot. They usually win America's, got, uh, America's Funniest Videos. But this is what happens when the Holy Spirit comes on us. That's why some of you, when the Spirit comes on you, you get very quiet. When the Spirit comes on some people, they fall over. When the Spirit comes on some people, they start to dance. When the Spirit comes on some people, they start to laugh. When the Spirit comes on some people, they start to cry. None of it's right. None of it's wrong. It's just how we respond. It's how we respond when the power of God comes on us. There's been so many people that walk into this room and there's moments where they're worshiping God and they've said to us as they show up for the first few times, they're like, I don't understand, I just can't stop crying. Well, it's just the presence of God. There's just a joy inside of me. I just want to dance. Go ahead and dance. It's the joy of the Lord. The only reason we stopped dancing is because we got older. You watch the little kids, they just dance as soon as the music starts. It's natural. This is what happens when the power of God comes on us. We respond differently. But it's God. And once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the cool thing is there's more. There's more. See, it's not a one-time moment. Because even the disciples, uh, Peter and John, were praying, and it says in Acts 4.31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and spoke the word of God boldly. Or they were already filled. They were filled again. And the building shook. I don't know about you, but that's some power coming into the place. I don't know about you, but that's to me a full bakery. And we're so used to seeing a loaf or a couple pieces of bread that we're like, Man, God showed up. But what would happen if God showed up and shook this place? Because his presence was so strong. It's biblical. He shows up, places shake, things happen, people's hearts are moved. He empowers us to share the gospel. Acts 2.38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. It's meant for every one of us. Every one of us. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, he wants to. 
Are you thirsty this morning? But see, the purpose of it is to share the gospel. The purpose of it is to empower us. It's not for the gifts. Understand, Paul says, seek the gifts. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit was for us to share the gospel. It was for us to go and be a light, to lead people to Jesus. But here is the thing. We share the power of God when we overflow with his presence. You have to be filled to overflow. Ephesians 3, 6, uh, 16 says this. I pray that out of his gracious, gracious, uh, glorious riches, let's try that one again. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his, holy, through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep his love is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Strengthened with power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit and to be filled to a measure of the fullness of God. So my question for you this morning, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you filled with the power of God? And how do you know if you're filled? Do you believe that there's always more? See, there's only one way to find out if you're full. I'm going to grab a drink first. How do we know when this glass is full? Is that full? No? Is that full? No. Is that full? Not quite, right? Look at this rock and look at it. I'm shaking like a twig up here. I don't know what's going on. The only way I know it's full is when it overflows. Because until it overflows, guess what? I can put more in there. See, even now, I can put some in there if I don't shake. See, look at not much poured out there. But the only way you know is if it overflows. That's the only way you know. If you're not overflowing, you're not full. When you walk into a place, if you don't want to share God with people, you're not full. Don't worry, we got a shop back. <laughs> I think we do. Don't worry. There's a board meeting tomorrow night. If I'm out of line, I'll know. I'm cheating. They won't say anything. This is why sometimes it's easier to ask forgiveness and permission. Don't do that, kids. That's not a good idea. Sorry. <laughs> the only way you know is when you overflow. If you're not overflowing with God's presence... If you're not overflowing and sharing the gospel with people, then you're not full. There's room for more. There's room for more. Now, we don't get filled just to be full. There's no fun overflowing and standing in your own puddle of water. The idea is to get other people wet. I'm teasing. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But the reaction of the people close was awesome. 
That's what I call, just by their faces, the joy of the Lord. It automatically impacts people's lives. But we over, I'm so sorry for the ones in the front few rows, I apologize. But it was fun for me. Um, but we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so we pour it out. That's the whole purpose of it. It isn't just to be filled so we can do our own thing. We can always add until we're overflowing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are only pouring out, I won't pour on people. If you are only pouring out, you will become empty. That's why you constantly, I'll try to stay in the same spot. You constantly need to be filled up. So as you get poured out more and more, there's still a flow. There's still more coming. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. That's why you always need to be getting more and more. Because if you pour out and not filled up, you will be empty. And too many of us, too many of us have a servant's heart, which is good. But if you continue to pour out and not spend time with God, you will drain yourself. And that's why so many of us in our life with Christ and our walk with Jesus seems so tiring and draining. It's because we don't spend time to fill up again. We need to spend daily time with him. Because Ephesians 3 goes on to say this in verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all the generations, forever and ever. Amen. God can do more than you could ever ask or imagine. That blows my mind. He can do more than I could ever ask for or I could even imagine what he is doing. So what is happening in us also affects what's going on around us. See, read this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than, we all, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is in work within us. Us. So he can do immeasurably more according to the power that is within us. So I influence what God can do. I can't control him, but if he's working through me, he needs to be working in me. See, there's so many times that God cares more what he's doing in you than through you because what he has to do in you, he needs to do first before he can do through you. And so we need more of the Spirit so he can operate in us and through us. It's time to get filled up again. But not just filled up close to overflowing. Let's pray. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come if you're here this morning. This morning, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're, not, we're going to just open up the fronts, open up the altars. For those who want to receive more of the Holy Spirit this morning, and so as the prayer team comes, I just want everybody just to bow their heads for a moment. I'm just going to ask people in the room at this very moment, with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Chad, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I know there's a season of dryness, and I just feel like I'm not overflowing. 
as that cup of water poured out, that's not me. And so if you're here this morning, it doesn't matter if you have served God for a day or you've served God for a thousand days. If you're here this morning and say, Chad, I do. I just need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit with all eyes closed. I just want you to raise your hand. I just want to pray with you this morning. Just a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can lower your hands. Can we just stand together? I want to leave us some time just to pray at the front. So I'm going to close us and I'm going to pray over everybody. I'm going to close in prayer. But here's the open invitation. And please, don't go through a day of Pentecost and don't raise your hand and then just walk out of the building. If you need the Holy Spirit, either for the very first time, a baptism of the Holy Spirit for the very first time, I'm going to ask you as I'm praying just to come. You can even move right now. And if you raise your hand and you said, Chad, that's me, I just need a fresh touch, just come. Why, why raise your hand and walk out of here saying, I'm just going to hopefully figure it out on my own? Let somebody pray over you this morning. And so whether you raised your hand or didn't raise your hand, the front is open. And so come, receive prayer. Father, I thank you for your power. Holy Spirit prayer team, go ahead and begin praying. Lord, I thank you for the way you're able to touch my life. That Holy Spirit, you're able to come inside of me and empower me to do the things you've asked me to do. That Holy Spirit, you give me words to speak in situations that I don't even know I'm going to be in. That Father, I step in and you open doors and you calm my heart, you calm my mind and you speak through me. And so Holy Spirit, this morning I pray for just a flow through this room, across this front. That Lord, as people are seeking after you, seeking more of you, Holy Spirit, that you begin to pour out in a new way, a fresh way in people's lives. That Holy Spirit, you fill them up to a point where they're overflowing. And that Lord, they can't help it but their spirit just flows out with you. That, Lord, they share love in a new way. They share your, your power in a new way. They speak into people's lives. That, Father God, they realize that you have opened doors that they didn't even know were open. They just needed more of you. And so, Holy Spirit, as we plug into you this morning, I pray that you move in our lives, you move in our hearts, and that, Lord, you continue just to empower people, to change the world that you've placed them in, increase their area of influence. And Lord, let us be your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message.